Welcome back to another listening party with Adam and Mike. We remain men of no consequence as we, every episode, like to take a new album. That's guarantee. A new album every episode. Old, I was going to say old, young. That's not how you refer to albums. Old and new. Any genre, any time, any place. We'll play it for you, you sons of bitches. So, uh, (laughs) Adam, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm thoroughly jazzed because I've been listening to this week's album a lot and as a result of that I've, I'm feeling fucking pumped. I know it doesn't look like it, I know I look like a burst sofa, but I'm feeling electric. And that's just uh, some of the power of a leather-lunged madman like Ronnie James Dio. Mike, how are you? I'm pretty good and I think to tell us more about this week's album pick, who is it that I see across the way? But oh, it is our friend from university, the good drinking buddy, and the lead singer of Forged in Black, Mr. Chris Stoz Torozinski. A man of good more evening. consequence than us. Hi, Stoz. Good morning, Hi, morning, afternoon, and good night. <laughs> well, cheerio, good to see you. <laughs> Cheers for stopping by. I really enjoyed your album. Thanks for having me on. Long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. Uh, listening since about 2005, <laughs> since we met at Rossa Bar, I think. How many years ago was that? Too many. Ooh, too many now. Yes. <laughs> and that was the usual sound that accompanied it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the tashed bearing man at the bar look so angry at us while we try to buy his pharaoh warm nuts? Because as with most student bars, the, the staff hated the students. As ah. did the students. <laughs> In fairness, <laughs> uh, if I worked in a bar that was almost entirely populated by students, a sense of at least weariness would just sort of come with the territory. I mean, oh. we thought we were fairly spectacular. And I'd well, say the history don't know, is... Michael and Adam's karaoke sessions were notable. And uh, the thing, uh, I think they've actually erected a building now in memory of those sessions in the music department at Aberystwyth University to yeah, it's celebrate. the first time that an entire building has been dedicated to one performance. It's such was its lasting legacy. <laughs> well, I do a pretty shit-hot Monster Mash. <laughs> oh. I always thought your signature tune was Once in a Lifetime. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. oh wasn't it what, Wuthering Heights? That was quite oh. good. That was good with the dress. Yeah. Yeah. Ethereal. And I used to hide during Let's Dance. And if you (laughs) say hide, we'll hide. (laughs) You were famed for your literal interpretation of lyrics. It was. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you asked me to introduce this week's album. We are covering Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. uh, Released 25th of the 4th, 1980. Ozzy is currently in a, in a pit of despair being fired from Black Sabbath, as you've seen from his most recent music video where Sharon, Mother Teresa Sharon saves him from his alcoholism and prostitution. Johnny, uh, Johnny James Dio is 
working secretly with Iomi on a, a brand new take on Black Sabbath. And that's what we're, we're looking at tonight. Thank you very much for having me on to chat about it. A couple of questions. One, you suggest that he was saved from prostitution. I wasn't aware that he was ever going on the game. <laughs> well. Um, as you know, Adam, from frequenting. I mean. Um... Secondly, um, the idea of Ronnie James Dio and Tony Iommi doing anything in secret is hysterical. <laughs> the, the fact that they go, what are, what's, what's Tony doing with the, the little fellow from Elf? Oh, I've got no idea. Then enormous waves of noise come barreling out of the spare room. No, nothing, nothing. I think they're playing. I think they're playing chess. Well, there is talk of when we get to one of the songs on the album, the little elf ran into a corner and just scribed away to make their first ever song together. Did he? With the old rhyming dictionary so. in hand, I assume. <laughs> so they no, weren't. No. Learning, they weren't learning a new dance for Dio's wife's birthday. As one would I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he was with Wendy then. Uh, well, some some sort of muse. I just <laughs> I like to, I like to picture the heartwarming scene of uh, Dion Iomi's boots just doing a nice little walk somewhere. Yeah, he probably had to do that if it was frosty. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, his little <laughs> booties would freeze, wouldn't they? Oh, he's so cold toes. <laughs> Um, so, so I had one observation after listening to the album, gentlemen. It's only about, I think it's eight songs long, which is, is. a good length. Good um, I did some rudimentary maths, and uh, Dio warns us to look out on 25% of those songs. Oh, wow. Now, if you think about it, that is only two. But that's not important. What's more important <laughs> is to say a quarter of the songs on the album, he says, look out. Um, and then when he, when he quits in two albums' time, he takes that with him. For Holy Diver. <laughs> constantly, constantly vigilant in case of danger. Oh, he is. You have to be. Did because he ever yeah, write a song business. just called Look Out? No, I don't think so. Wasted opportunity. Oh, you can get a video on YouTube of, I think, people just cutting his lookouts together. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, if you type oh, Dio no. Lookout. Onto uh, that old Google, yeah, you get uh, two minutes of just look out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's the Bruce Forsyth of metal, really. You got to yeah, have a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> but I was I mean, a theme throughout the entire album is uh, danger. <laughs> he was he was a very anxious little man. Well, the music industry is cutthroat. How did I only come by him? Huh? Well, um, when Dio was in Elf, they supported Sabbath. But uh, obviously, if they knew each other from on the road and all that kind of thing. But uh, obviously, Dio's just left Rainbow because um, Blackmore wants to go, since you've been gone. And Dio's like, there's no dragon in that. Come on. And they're both right, in fairness. Yeah. So yeah, they parted ways. <laughs> yeah, they parted ways. And I only, I think I did read something where Sharon possibly put them in touch with Dio. Yeah, I, I read the same thing before she was Mrs. Osborne when she was still Sharon. I was going to say Sharon Van Etten then, but that shit's an entirely different person. And that's, <laughs> this is when Ozzy was down the docks before Sharon saved him from doing <laughs> well, for when he was in his, well, there's a music video out at the moment where he's in that hotel room and then Mother Teresa Sharon arrives. He's in a hotel room surrounded by Japanese businessmen and then Sharon arrives. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while all that's going on, apparently... Well, I mean, the funny thing about this album, before we get into it, it's a Black Sabbath album, but obviously establishing a new singer. But musicianship-wise, 
no one's in a good place. Everything's fallen apart, really. Well, that's in everyone's lives. So this, I mean, I don't know when you want to talk about it, but like, who's actually writing the music is quite interesting on this one because I've only just found this out looking into it. I always just assumed it was the the gods of Sabbath, but see, it I'm not appear a, so. I'm not anyway anywhere near as as big of a Sabbath head as you are, but the and you may well disagree, but my prevailing sort of the mood I took from this album, I think it's quite joyous. It sounds, it sounds oh, yeah. to me like people are having a lot of fun. So did you think it was like catharsis, like relief? No, they don't have to it, deal with Ozzy anymore. I think it's Dio's energy coming in. But no, I mean, if you want to go through it, Geezer's going through a divorce. So he's not actually writing any bass parts until mm. he, um, it's actually Jeff Nichols, who is uh, from, uh, he was in a band cool. I wrote it down somewhere. Do, 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 do. Quest. He was in a band called Quest. It's another great name. So, so he <laughs> what a great name. Fantastic name. I don't know how long he's been with the band, but he actually goes on from ever there to be the keyboardist, the secret, you know, sixth member. Didn't we but used to refer to those right. poppers going on a quest? <laughs> and we shall <laughs> when this virus is. I remember we used to vanquished. just shout the word onward quite a lot. Onwards. <laughs> Does that mean I have to drink up now? Oh, it's. So around this time as well, I hear Bill Ward was also a bit yes dodgy space. He's on, he's off the wagon. Well, he's pretty much living in the keg, <laughs> right? And from memoirs later, he doesn't actually remember doing this album, but he didn't like um, Dio's lyrics. Basically, it's one of the no. things he's pointed out. He didn't <laughs> think they were real. Did he not? Uh, no. <laughs> so he, he, not? he wasn't wow. a fan. And he didn't enjoy the, the the fakeness of the lyrics. And uh, when they actually mm. release this album, when they go on tour, he phones Ronnie and says, "I'm off." And Ronnie says, "Oh, where are you off to, mate?" Because he used to do a pretend English accent. And uh, he goes, "No, I'm at the airport. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not playing any more shows. I'm done." So they actually go and get Vinnie Appice in to take over and finish the tour. So Bill Ward goes home. Giza, yeah, isn't there because he's going through a divorce, so he's not writing anything. Uh, the only he comes in and. I don't know if he rewrites anything, but the only song he actually writes on is Neon Nights. It's the only bass line mm-hmm. that he actually yeah, was there to compose. Yeah. yeah, That makes sense. But I mean, because I think this Neon album Nights is amazing. sounds different to the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I, on this album, I think the bass work is amazing. Like, when we get later on, Lonely in the World, there's just bass running all the way through it. And in, mm. the, in the mix, it's such a high bass level. It's so good. It's so enjoyable. So when I, that, you know, without doing this research, I was like, oh, geezer, oh, amazing. But it's not yeah. actually Geezer's pure work going into it. It's it's Jeff Nichols, and I think because yeah. uh, Dio was a bassist before he was a singer, I think he's also helping with the bass parts during yeah, I read the recording well. process. How did you yeah, well, uh, get You get a little one, big. So... Little, yeah. Well, he uses toes. Oh, that makes sense. Because elves have, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found Mo- it really moccasins. interesting that <laughs> uh, <laughs> do have moccasins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I found it weird that Dio contacted uh, Frank Zappa of all people to say, I think "Hey, I like got a bassist." I think. Oh, well, I thought that was Iommi. Uh, it could be. Either way, I find it funny that Frank Adam, Zappa Google it. Find the middle ground. Day to anyone in Black Sabbath. But yeah, I think they're all clutching at straws and trying to get something together and uh, deal with their personal lives. I think because I mean. If we go back, was it Technical Ecstasy, the album before? Everyone's. It was not, Never Say Die. Never Say Die. Yes, sorry. Not everyone's 
going off and doing their own lives and burnt out and so yeah, it's a total so reinvent. If you listen to the album as a whole, it's a brand new dark. It's it's back to the Sabbath darkness, but with a tempo and a a new fire. Well, that's yeah, why but... I always prefer Dio era Sabbath because it's got well, it's faster for one. Is the yeah. main thing, and I really I do prefer Dio's voice to really Osborne's. Yeah, yeah, is is not as appealing as well all of this. It's a different energy for me. I just, I, I kind of agree with certain people to a point when they say it's not Sabbath unless it's Aussie. And I don't mean, because I, lo- I love Dio Sabbath I think as I well. I used to say that. I used to say, no, no, I won't even listen. I don't want to listen to about dragons. But when mm-hmm. I actually, like, I think I was at uni, I went, okay, you, I mean, you guys opened my mind up to a lot more music and Zeppelin I, I hadn't really discovered. So when I actually went, okay, right, floodgates are opening, let's, let's go with it. Bloody hell. Yeah, you were a single-issue campaigner for a couple of years, but it was yeah, pure yeah. Sabbath all the time. Yeah, then, but blown away into the, 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 I used to buy the DVDs of the Sabbath DVD, and then the, the years later, and be like, bloody hell, I'm missing out on all this rock. <laughs> Stand up and shout. For the listeners at home, Stars just did the rock horns, and I think they're going to be making an appearance throughout the next hour. <laughs> Uh, I'm fanboying out. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I listened to Never Say Die just kind of just a bit of context of getting into this. And yeah, it's it's like an okay album. It's It doesn't sound like vintage Sabbath. It's not got the doom element to it, which mm-hmm. Sabbath basically invented. And it's like, do I hear a, a saxophone in here? How very other Sabbath. But I quite like I like a saxophone. It didn't bother me. But um, yeah, you can definitely hear on the album that everyone's tuning out a little bit and just like, eh, where is it? Heaven and Hell definitely has that fire is back there. Yeah. I mean, if you think of if Sabbath created Doom and Heavy Metal, Dio and Rainbow, maybe Dio on its own, it's already pushing or creating power metal with his ethereal lyrics and uh, talking about dreams and magic. Mm. So now we're getting into power metal meets Doom meets heavy metal fusion there's, there's definitely some elements of thrashing here as well some early yeah yeah there is. there is one yeah. track on the album that i just yeah just the one <laughs> just one yeah just one uh, it's a killer it's all killer no filler but one out one song when we get there i just think... well there's one that i also think is a complete waste of time um and <laughs> i mean in, song that's only, in an album that's only got eight songs on it the fact that there's one that you go yeah oh, that doesn't need to be an there. ep now i'd be i'd be happier with seven songs i'll yeah. be interested no, to I see would. if it's the same one could, just before we kick off can i just ask why heaven and hell over the mob rules which was the other dio sabbath album well immediately after each other why pick this one? I think this is just well. It's got two of my favourite songs on it um, of Dio era Sabbath. I'm going to guess uh, title track and Children of the Sea. No, no. Damn. I'm just trying. For, is there any other context, lads? We should do before we get cracking. We did, we did some subtle context there. I didn't do it a big announcement or anything. No song and dance. But can you just do um, a producer? Do you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, all I know is Martin Birch, who Dio kind of brought in because he knew him from the Rainbow Day, uh, from Elf and Dio, I think. Yeah. You say, um, do we do the producer? I thought you were a long-time listener, first-time caller. 
No, I meant in the sense of Rossabar. Right. This is just a conversation for us down the pub, isn't it? <laughs> it is very much the vibe of the piece, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know, really know who he is, but he's, he's done Purple, Rainbow, yeah, Sabbath. He's produced and a lot of I Maiden. Maiden, yeah. Yeah, um, and he's also from Woking, which is where I'm from. So, well done, Mr. Birch. Mr. Birch, round of applause for spawning, well, making Woking, working, working for woke, Woking. Uh, thank you. Waking <laughs> Woking up. Prime Minister. There you go. I think that's the uh, Sunday morning travel show. Waking Woking. <laughs> yeah. Get up, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, that guy was fired. Arise! <laughs> Whereas that guy made a fortune. <laughs> so what song should we start with? Should we start with what was written as the filler track, which is also the first track? Is it? Well, filler, but I think they had to add one more. But it certainly didn't turn out as a filler. No, it did not. Oh, the Neon Knight kicks us off. It's absolutely superb. It is brilliant. It's great to have an opening song which begins with, Oh no! Because you're instantly like, what's gone wrong? What have I just walked into? <laughs> well, you know, this is the standard Dio Fear. Yep, yep. you got classic Dio Fear. Well, Vigilance is his, his major sort of, is his muse. Health and safety. Here it comes again. <laughs> what is the Can't it? remember why. I mean... He does think about love. He, he always interlaces love into it, doesn't he? I would just say, and I want to I want to make it plain, that I, I very much like Ray James Dio, and I would say I'm well disposed to all of his output oh, I've heard. go on. But his lyrics are about nothing. Regardless of whether or not they claim to be about something. Oh no, here it comes again. Can't remember we came so close to love before. Hold on, good things never last. Nothing's in the past. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah, that does. It doesn't. It. He's talking about a love a romance. Yeah, it, it might oh, go no, away here it again. Comes again. And then he takes that. He's falling in love. Okay, what about cry out to the legions of the brave? Oh, now well, he's <laughs> well, 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 now he's well, getting a well, that's, ne- that's neither here nor there. <laughs> the brave, Do the brave not enjoy love? The brave are the inhabitants of the neon city, which they are knights are. <laughs> I think we're all enjoying the delicious double meaning of night, Michael. Nobody needs to dwell on that. <laughs> well, sometimes he spells it with a K. <laughs> Can I draw all of our attention to what we might describe as the quintessential Dio lyric, other than lockout? Which is circles and kings, dragons and kings. Come on now. There we go. That's what your money. Hide out protectors of the realm. Vague medieval imagery for no reason at all. Great. And can we just, he is just talking about a Saturday night out on the town, yeah, Weatherspoons. It's basically what he's discussing. I think so. Neon Night is a going out song. If you are going, well, I mean, we did used to use it as a going out song, but if you are out and you you will, you really are called by the toll of the bell. So, it's, <laughs> well, oh, you are, yeah. Last ten to almost. eleven, everyone. Ten to eleven. Come on. Should we have mm. two more? Two more. Then we could just stay here for a bit. I've got the lyrics in front of me. So, always seem to come again. Is that the, the uh, customers? Are you reading a Seven Up bottle for the lyrics? <laughs> Dio may well have done. 
Rival flaping Reeve forever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, it's tempo. It's. It, I mean, look. It's the first track of a new singer. No one ever liked. If you're a, a fan of a band, new singer coming in, you, you're ultimately walls up, guarded. No, no. So yeah. Dio put that into the lyrics a lot. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you think that Dio broke those himself walls down? As being the new captain at the helm, sailing, sailing across from the well, sea of lights. But we're not talking about an, an unknown singer coming in. It, it's almost a super no. group of guys. Purple, he rainbow. Elf. Well, he did Elf. <laughs> and Ronnie, Ronnie and the Rockets, my God. Yeah, my God. The, the, my God, Ronnie and the Rockets. <laughs> Christopher Walken's favourite. <laughs> hey! I mean, the fact that you identified it was Christopher Walken suggests that our impression was fairly good. <laughs> it was. Thank you. Neon Nights is, I would say, is like a... And it, that's why it works, I think, as track one. It's sort of a gateway, isn't it? In saying what you're about to receive is, is going to be markedly different to yeah. the prostitute Sabbath. But it still does have that muddy Sabbath sound in this one. I think more than any other song on the album, it still has that kind of, I don't know, just that warm, fuzzy sound of early Sabbath. Yeah. It's, but it's, as yeah. Star said, it's the only one with the consistent Yeah, geezers back in the seat. May, properly, may well yeah. be, yeah. It's just, it's the tempo is that much quicker. And of course, it is like, uh, I think that tempo change is kind of setting out the, the stall with Dio instead to go, this ain't your mama's Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's your little sisters who plays with uh, my little pony, Tabba. It's a good. It's a good. I mean, that was the last song written and the first track mm. on the album. So it's, it's not like he came with that fire outrightly, no. and that's like, well, that's not. That's the opener. Yeah, maybe but they thought that, that's it, what it, the album. Well, Dio, Dio, Dio think, does have a point to prove. Do you think they maybe looked at what they had though and thought that that's that's track one? We we don't have a going out song, lads. Let's put out up front. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything chugs as fast, does it? I think that's the fastest no. intro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that, that's the power track. Out. Yeah. That's the grabber. Yeah. You get your by the balls. Straight away, you've got them by the Jaffers. It's mm-hmm. really powerful. It's frequently no, a song that I would, like, if I'm, when I listen to it in the car, it is the, I will often skip back to Neon Nights because it's just so exciting. Yeah. It's such a great, Great track. Well, you just can't argue with that. I mean, I mean, it literally is just dun 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 oh, dun, yeah. dun dun yeah. dun. It's irresistible. If Die Young didn't have the the mysterious, you know, the mysterious intro, then Die Young could have done it. Oh yeah, but Die Young, that's the beauty of it. It's got that mystery, mysterious opening, and then the Memory. explosion yeah, of yeah. that riff. So they're definitely working to Ronnie as well on this album to to. Hmm give some majesty to things yeah yeah, yeah. i was and die young's a, the track on the album i put down as having the more fresh vibe to it like you can definitely yeah just for speed just for speed of it yeah it just yeah. doesn't just doesn't i mean it, the song does change here and there but uh, you know yeah but it's a fairly blistering pace, pace throughout oh yeah, yeah. the pace is just like and yeah i did uh, an interesting note i read from iomi saying he enjoyed working with dio just differently to Ozzy because he says if you listen to Ozzy he actually sings the melody and he says just listen to Iron Man you can hear see what I mean he says I'm singing the song whereas Dio actually just sang in a different 
Yeah, but I think you can hear that Iomi is at, the, at least is enjoying the shit out of himself. Yeah, mm. I mean, at least one guitar band, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah. He said it unlocked a lot of things. I imagine uh, by the un- end with Ozzy, yeah, he was really having to sort of drag him by the hand to make him do anything. Well, yeah, yeah apparently the, so. um, the the initial sessions for Heaven and Hell back when it was called whatever it was, it lasted 11 months before they finally put a bullet in it and just Ozzy left. Just says, I can't be with this. Um, yeah, they just... I can't, did they fire him or did he leave? Uh, uh, Bill Ward was sent to sack Ozzy. His best mate in the band was sent to sack him. That's the, the tragic story of, of Ozzy's departure. Why did they make Bill do it? Because he was pissed. It, it, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think, well, I, I guess they manipulated him, him into it, really. But that was his best mate. Tony Iommi is famously sort of tough and kind of a bastard at times. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read his autobiography or anything, but um, he got the job done, didn't he? He's he's lasted centuries, uh, centuries, well, technically, (laughs) next centuries, (laughs) Uh, decades in in the business and never faltered. Well, I hear in the studio he liked to play pranks on bandmates and he paid a, a blinder on Bill Ward where he set him on fire and gave him third degree burns. Oh, one of those great <laughs> pranksmen. See, pranksmen. in 2020 we call that bullying. No, you'd call <laughs> or, that psychotic. Or, or actual bodily harm. Yeah, not the famous Welshman Die Young. Right, well, Die Young. One of my oh. favourites. One of my two favourites. Oh, no, there was, I missed that. Sorry, good joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Um, I found that the problem with this being my, one of my favourite songs, it's hard to sing as a lullaby to one of my children. Because it is majestically one... beautiful. Gather the wind, though the wind won't help you fly at all. But when I get to certain points, I don't want to sing it. <laughs> Hence, like, the chorus. Your delivery is a bit different to his, isn't it? Well... I would, I would say it's more gentle. Because well, what he says is, obviously... He's very concerned about potential dangers. Gather the hand! <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm trying to... Uh, because, well, you got uh, when you do your lullabies, you think of things... I can't keep singing Moo Cow and I'm McDonald. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you do the... Uh, so instead is going, <laughs> you do your repertoire. Die young! Die young! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so after the first four times, <laughs> the missus started saying, hey, I mean, you knocked that on the head. <laughs> So I turned the monitor off. No, Jacob. But um, the thing is, does the fact that you fix them both dead in the eyes while you sing it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think even um, was it Machine Head singer did a, a slow version. Oh, Flynn. Yeah, but the tender still, the die young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's a power track. Yeah. Yeah. With an yeah, epic yeah. build up. Uh, even though it's still a song about living for today, because tomorrow's not guaranteed, still frozen. Life's fantasies. Oh, I just you, you to be locked for... away and still to think you're free. It's beautiful. You just can't man. help putting a bit of Dio in it, can he? I know, I, I know, I know that Adam's not so much a fan of his lyrical flow, but I, I no, for that's me, the thing. It, I really am. on a journey with him. I, I love it. I love it. I am a fan of his, his, his lyrical content, content. I just think it's funny as well. But that isn't... I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Part of the, One of the things I enjoy the most about Dio, like when you listen to Holy Diver, which I love, 
is that Holy Diver makes me fucking crease. It's fucking <laughs> funny. That's the, the the tiger stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of oh, my favourite Dio business. albums. One of my favourite Dio albums is Magica. That's, that album's oh, batshit yeah. crazy. I, mean, I love Magica. But that's but it's story. like God preposterous. That's his... Um, and it's poorly told. It? Well, but at the end, he then recites the whole thing back to you. Which makes it even Ariel worse. Ariel was at Tesco's on Thursday, and he didn't like <laughs> being in Tesco's. What and I said, look out! The <laughs> nonsense, poorly But told. from that album, you get Lord of the Last Day. But then again, he mixes up this um, you know, fear of things. Everything. And then there's, there's so much love. Like on, I know it's given to another album, but the Majika album there, uh, as long as it's not about love. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. Nice and then he gets nautical. Sail off the end of the world. But be careful. He loves his nautics, if that's a word. His nauks. Enough in Norks. Norks. hypochondriac. <laughs> Anxiety ridden. Dio's tales of terror <laughs> on the high seas. <laughs> well, the slightly shorter seas. <laughs> I mean, and that leads us, I would say, rather neatly to, well, children of the sea, isn't it? Okay, well, yes, it does. But I'm just looking at the lyrics here, and it says it's a song by, well, the internet suggests it's a song by Jag Panzer. No, they did a cover. Oh, is that a band, is it? Yeah, Jag Panzer, famous, very famous uh, band. Very famous, yeah. I was hazard a guess for the name Jag Panzer. (laughs) It's a Christian name. (laughs) I Christmas child Jag Panzer. Well, I thought first surname Panzer. (laughs) It's a a Panzer tank, isn't it, from Germany? That's what I figured. Not just some swanky yuppie in the 80s. Jag! Second in Panther. <laughs> the, the, uh, the lead singer is part of um, the new Three Tremors. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Like Harry. The Three Tops. But very metal and awesome. Because uh, he, he, he's a screamer and everything. Very, very good band. Very accomplished. Um, but yes, no, that was a cover. But Children of the Sea is the first song. This is where I was coming to you earlier where Iomi and uh, Dio as it, as the, the myth goes um, started collaborating on this song which in fact Iomi apparently has in the vaults with Ozzy singing so it was actually a, 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 one of the songs they already had in progress before the sacking and uh, Dio's in the studio with him and then he says give me a second Walks off to the corner and comes back with the lyrics, and they bust it out. Because I cannot imagine, I can't imagine Ozzy singing this. Because as you no. say, well, he's 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 a well, good we... vocalist insofar as he he sounds idiosyncratic oh, yeah, and so on. But yeah. he's not as accomplished a singer technically. Yeah, as but it might not any be level. called Children of the Sea though. It might be called something else. Right. Yeah. I suppose. But apparently, apparently, the legend goes that they do have the Ozzy demo. It was originally called Prostitute of the Docks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they did it, it was just called Long Tall Sally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a reworked song, really. Non-surgery <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> well, I think it's more a historical song in the lyrical context. Yeah, I always thought it was I like mean, Commander. I mean, have you got the lyrics up there? We yes. sailed across the air before we learned to fly. It's historical. 
Oh, we yeah, thought yeah. that it could. No, oh, no, I don't know if that's the next bit. But yeah, we thought that it could never end. Yeah, and then we we, we walked us. We glide above the ground before we learn to run, 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 <laughs> run, run. You gotta, you gotta accent it. Well, he says run, obviously, before he just tells people just to look out because presumably they didn't run far enough from the perceived danger. <laughs> Yeah, hiding in our corner of the world. Actually, he's telling him to run and hide. Run! Run! Look out! Yeah. But the but, thing is, lyrically, like, contextually or not, you know, the delivery of everything is so on point and I'm yeah, into it. it. Are you into it? You're following me on this journey or not? Yeah, it, it's, so it's, into it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Come on, so this magic it. carpet ride with me. And yet I don't. think you can be into it and still find it funny. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm certainly in that camp because I I know quite a few people who just do not get on board for Dio. And I will draw your attention, gentlemen, as a, a case for the prosecution. Look out! The sky is falling down. <laughs> Again, Which but isn't, but isn't it's that what good. Asterix was frightened because of? it might happen. <laughs> Look out! The world is spinning round and round and round. Look out! The sun is going black, black. Look out! It's never, never, never coming back. Look out! Look out! For the final yeah. time, everyone, just but look live, out. Yeah, but live, that, you know, bang, that's the accent. But that great catchphrase. That, that final riff that does play over the outro is pretty badass as well, the when he is just out, look out! The whole thing, I've got to say, like, I was laughing as I was listening to it. I was listening to it very loud on the way home from work today. But the, the laugh was absolute, just pure joy. I was enjoying every single note on this on this song. Oh, yeah, I was hammering the steering wheel, just shouting "Look out!" at passers-by. It's great. It's so good. It is so good. See, that's the thing. It is everything. Yeah, you know, it's a hammer and anvil. Everything strikes. See, that's the fit. That's why. That's why I enjoy Dio Sabbath because it does get you that preposterous, like yes, fucking, like you're just taking loads of cocaine or something. Yeah, oh, totally. yeah, yeah. Whereas you don't necessarily get that with Aussie Sabbath. No, Aussie no, no. Sabbath is more of a look at the floor, bang your head. And the thing is about Dio yeah, yeah. Sabbath is you can imagine. I would say with with a re yeah, but with a reasonable degree of accuracy, how he performed every one of the songs. Like there's an awful lot of grabbing, pulling, pointing, lifting, separating, yeah. Driving. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> but he's one of those singers that I think never tried to go beyond his range and then fail live. He would sing from the heart, even his if his range is even if white than you might, with you might get night, for. it would do it. Yeah, but execute it so you bloody believe it. Absolutely, that's the there's, beautiful there's, thing about the. There is a total absence of irony, which I find really engaging. And he does his range is bigger than you might give him people might give oh, him yeah. credit for, obviously. Because I was real, I was trying to sort of match what he did, and I realised some of it is is way lower than you would have thought. Oh yeah, like he's really singing down. Yeah. But you know that by the end of the song, he's actually going to be really, really quite high. Well, notes that are far beyond me, but he's a fantastic singer and a lousy poet. But in the best no, way. No, I don't possible. think he's a lousy poet because he never skips a beat. Like, you know, nope, you're right. Something rhymes with Tesco, he's going there. But, he's going he's to ride it. But he'll convict it because he needs to get those Brussels sprouts or something, you know. And you'll believe that journey and that quest. 
And because you would have said something is, about a quest beforehand. And I don't know if you know this, but Sprouts doesn't rhyme with Tesco, which is presumably why you've never no, been able get to write lyrics well. as good don't as Dio. Don't you worry about Dio. <laughs> I don't worry about him. I don't worry about him. <laughs> and with every sentence of a discussion, we're just naming more and more power bands. We've got Journey, Quest, Sprouts. It's, it's all good. Does that mean he set it up? He's the godfather of it all. He really, I think he really is. And he managed to oh, look... I think you're right. And he managed to look Lived. like both Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman in one. Yes, he did. Really but did. He also, he he is virtually set up an aesthetic, you know, yes. for a certain type of singer, mm. which is basically... That no one can match. No, no, big heels, tight trousers, leather vest, big hair, lots of rings. Mm. Well, I don't know how Ford is that similar stamp as a, as a, a, fo- a focal point. Yeah, but... Um, with a shaven head. Mm, and about two foot. <laughs> of penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he was, I mean, well, it, it, the stereotypical kind of heavy metal kind of imagery, you know, you think Stonehenge when you think of Sabbath, but that only comes in the Dio, uh, sorry, the Gillen era, Stonehenge stuff, but Dio's doing that kind of imagery right now well that's what i, I, don't I mean know. i mean We're gillen comes at. in two out al- in two albums gillen comes in to and a, dio an returns for dehumanizer an album that's widely condemned but condemned, i have, but it's, I, it's, I really it's, think it's really good if you ever had me back i think that should be another one we should call evil sabbath born evil which yes still has we one of the a, a second to talk about the cover here gentlemen because i think yeah. that's quite funny as well yeah it's a great cover Bunch of angels, but they're smoking fags and gambling. I think they're joints. Is it not a drawing of uh, a it's photograph? Actually, it's a it's an older piece. That's it's not an original artwork. No, is it not um, a photograph of three it's a, it's act, artwork, act, it's a actors who are um, dressed as angels on a fag break? And it's a it's a drawing of a photograph, I think. Oh, really? But but on the but as you say, it was it was a uh, painting, but that was the origins yeah, of the painting. Yeah, I think it might have been in the twenties or something. And it come from. I think I was in the research. I skimmed over that. As a podcast, I didn't know we'd be looking at the looking. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the aesthetics. But uh, no, it's, it is a fabulous. Um, before nothing, it was like, why three? I mean, you know, five in a band or four. In a band. You feel like, oh, is it a, a dig? Or is it, we just like the artwork, so we ran with it. Because there's no, I mean, Heaven and Hell, <clears throat> yes, they're angels, but there, there's only about three angels in, in the song. Yeah. So was it like there's only three in this band because Giza never turned up? Or. I don't know. I haven't read anyone's um, comments on it, but you could look into it that way as a scholar. That's a good point. I just thought it was a funny picture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not quite as bad as uh, Goody Mobs when CeeLo Green left a band. They called their album One Monkey Don't Stop the Show and just had a picture of the three wow. of them with a monkey. It's like, wow, put your clothes to the mouse, boys. Yeah. Um, I have a fascinating fact about Children of the Sea as well. Um, okay. It was ranked the 18th best Black Sabbath song by Rock does Gustenwerk der Gruppen Rocks Act in Czech. Ah. 
What, what else uh, made the list? I wouldn't doubt a German on their metal knowledge. They are the exactly. best kind of fans in the world. Well, but that, that same rock does Geosmerk der Grubaden rocks acts in Czech uh, voted Heaven and Hell the song, the eighth best Sabbath song. <clears throat> well, shall we, shall we lead it, on it to Heaven and Hell then? That's a, that's a, a segue. Heaven and Hell is the title track. The title track. And I'm obviously, I'm a little bit biased towards it, as I suspect you two are as well, because Heaven and Hell is is probably the song that I've got the most sort of emotional memories tied to. Because, let's face it, for many, well, for about two years, it was basically our theme song. And the number of pubs where we will have been very, very aggravating. Just singing that the refrain again and again and again is. I don't think we were very hard. aggravating. We were in the corner. I don't, we, yeah, but we, when we you're bellowing at the, the top of your lungs, we soundproofed stuff. ourselves from of Adam's course. broad and tall soundproofy sheaths. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. his genitals. <laughs> He's a big man, you listeners out there. Kirk stands about seven foot and. Eight foot wide. It's not just me saying it, everyone. He's a big guy. I'm a big fella, yeah. And the children collect acorns at his feet. And stars sons somewhere in between us, and then Mike, <laughs> old Michael. I think I'm the short. I'm nearly six foot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm referred to as Michael. The... Are you? Yeah. Maybe it's just I'm because good, your son looks more day. impressive than Mike. I was going to say, I think he just has a more manly, <laughs> manly mystique about him. <laughs> no. I was already a Dio fan, so I wore like risers in my shoes. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I just sort of subconsciously grant you an extra half a foot. <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> right, but See, heaven and hell. Right, so here's a, a fact: heaven and hell. Aye. The baseline. Again, we go back to Jeff Nichols writing the bassline for most of these songs. Keyboardist Jeff Nichols. Well, at the time, wasn't he was the you know brought in for this kind of stuff? If you listen to Mainline Riders by Quest, uh, sorry, yeah, Quest. I think it's Quest or Quartz. I should have <laughs> written it better. Right. Anyway, his <laughs> band. There's a song called Mainline Riders, and it's the bass. That's where he's obviously said, "Oh, let's reuse that bit." It's not, you know, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. So that's from that song. That's what I found out in the research for this. And, uh, yeah, I think it's Quartz. I think it is Quartz. Not Quest, Quartz. Ah. It's but, yeah, so Jeff, Jeff is doing all the kind of grafting on this. On yeah. the bass. Iomi, obviously, is setting the, the precedent, and then Dio's storming ahead. But, um, yeah, yeah, Jeff, certainly, I mean, it'd be nothing without that bass line. Be nothing without Jeff. I mean, that's absolutely true. I was just going to say it's one of those songs that's that's like two or three different songs stitched together again, which is something I'm always a fan of. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be. They didn't have different material they were trying to tie it together because they run out of ideas. It's, I think this is the progression. Mm. For, for some reason, I've always had in my head the opening, sing me a song, you're a singer, do me a uh, wrong, you're the bringer of evil. It always makes me think of Robert Johnson. Yeah, sorry, bluesy. Yeah, well, just to sing me a song, you're a singer, and then the illusions to the devil when it says the devil's never a maker. But that's the thing with Dio, man. If, if, 
if you just listen and let and be free to his storytelling it does take you places so every listener i've never i mean i've always looked as a lyric writer myself i've always looked into you know dio's process or him talking about how he wrote that song or this song he never did it which is great i think he never explained why that's the lyrics so it's up to the listener to really paint your own picture and take it away so i love that about that i've always heard that lyric wrong i always thought it was do me no wrong but apparently not it's do, do me, me a wrong. wrong. Do me a wrong, love. Do me Which, no wrong. Sorry, you broke up in mine. Yeah, I thought the line was do me no wrong. You're a bringer oh, of evil. But it's do me a wrong, which is obviously oh, yeah, the I heard polar the opposite. You, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was do no. You're wrong. I thought it was no. The lover of life's not a sinner. The ending is just a beginner. I mean, that, yeah, there's a writer there. He's kind of rhyming. It does, I mean, but yeah, it's still he's technically right <laughs> in the story. Is he? Is the ending just a beginner? Not beginning, I know, but beginner. I know, but you know, we're not all wordsmiths or teachers. No, that's absolutely true, and that's that's fine. But I mean, those aren't even, I think, the questionable lyrics. And you can't defend these lyrics, stars, because I have heard you laugh at these lyrics yourself. I have heard before you I say, start. Hang on, before I joined the band, I started have to write the bloody things. You said they'll tell <laughs> you black is really white. A certain sentence. They'll tell you black is really white. The moon is just the sun at night. And I've seen you in the corner at pubs going, "Who's telling you these things, Dion? Oh, yes. The moon is not the sun at night. <laughs> That's our stick. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that was you who came up with that. The moon is Who's just telling the sun you this stuff? Who's telling you this stuff? That was you, Kurt. <laughs> I mean, there are bits of it that are genuinely good. They say that life's a carousel, spinning fast, you've got to ride it well. The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. It's heaven and hell. Is a legitimate... Oh, yeah. But you, um, at this point, he's been in Elf, he's been in Rainbow. He's been... How many albums deep is he for trying to rhyme something with Tesco's? <laughs> you know the guy's doing well i love the, the there's this um subtext to all of his work where you you think he's desperately trying to work tesco's into a no, no, i'm just saying in the modern era you know if you're writing about things rele- relevant but he's not he's, he's trying to do landscape streamscapes yeah um mind you know thinking things and um telling you to watch out for slippery aisle two in tesco's you know, he's got, <laughs> he's going to run out of things to warn you about, but he's doing well already. You know, he's got more albums in him, and then he's got a Dio career for the Dio band. But why does he insist I have to bleed for the dancer? Now, that's what I was about to say. Also, that you're a fool yeah, but, for doing so. I mean, it's more for me. More for me that I bled for the dancer. It's not even me that to. you've got to bleed for the dancer, though, is it? It's, you've got to bleed for the dancer. And then, me, me before, I've got to look for the answer. Uh, I mean, that's my favourite bit in the whole song, I'd say. Yeah, but again, it's the execution. Let yeah. it pass. <laughs> not, not the message. Okay, I think we... I'm, I'm just going to reassert, we do like Dio. We're not taking the piss out of him to be mean. No, no, I know. We're not no, picking no, no. on him. No, 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 but lyrically, <laughs> but the execution also, leave that... him alone. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on, yes, he does uh, take shortcuts. But his delivery, 
But when the pressure's on, you got six months to write an album or something. I don't know. You got to get it done. But the way he does it is not just walking down the road. Oh, there's a toad. He's he's putting some thought into. You're right. It is harder than it looks, isn't it? Storytelling and dramatics. When you walk in golden halls. He's giving you. I mean, that's very Led Zeppelin, isn't he? He's going Led Zeppelin there. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's elements of this album that do sound very Zeppelin at times. Yeah. Well, um, that's because they're the elephant in the room, aren't they? For bands like big, heavy, fast bands, the particularly. And you say that like, about Robert. Flirt with um, your fantasy lyrics. Zeppelin are very much the market leaders. Hmm. Not in 1980. Well, no. They, they, they shut up no, shop by them. Yeah, they shut up shop, yeah, but, but that do, doesn't mean yeah. that people stopped listening to them. They were. That's what happens. As soon as bands finish, yes. everyone just closes their ears and burns all their output. In which case, we really need to just wrap up the pod, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> also, virtually every conversation that you and I have ever had is now moot. Ah, good. <laughs> Finally. I don't know if you've heard any of the Elf, Elf albums with Ronnie. I've listened to uh, some of the Rainbow stuff. I've never listened to Elf. I feel like you've played me a bit of Elf. Before. Yeah, Elf. Remember Elf's it been, being I mean, a bit. He, he does. Well, yes. Well, he hits the tones in certain songs of "How do you whisper out loud, breathe all alone in a crowd" or something like that. Very Amazing. similar. So hitting that ma- loud, majestic right. kind of, then uh, it feels like it's starting to rain. Can't quite decide who's to blame. Brilliant. So he's already <laughs> getting in his, you know, in his elegance. But then this leads me on to the song that I don't really like on this album, uh, which is... Um, do, do, do. Don't you dare say Wishing Well. No, Walk oh. Away. It's, this harks back to Elf. So walk I'm surprised away it's on the album. The most forgettable of all the songs yes, on the album. Yeah. The don't 80 like Power one. But this is, this is really going back to Elf, so I'm surprised it's on it, because he must have had some control on this song, because it's very much back to his basics. As as the the music, it, it's I don't like it, but it, it's not offensive. But it's it shouldn't be on the album. This is the one for me. It sounds the most eighties power vibe to it. Really? Yeah, for me, it's just got. It's, uh, it's love again. Hmm. I can't oh, remember. Oh, she's handsome, and she's a bloke. But she's not. But she's <laughs> handsome. And then do 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 do. do. It's very I mean, lyrically, lyrically, it's very unsabbath. Yeah, and, and yes. melody and everything. It's, just, I mean, it's, it's it, basically a this, love this, song. If you go back to Elf, this is what it would be. This is the right. kind of stuff. Very, you know, easy listening on your car drive. Like a star in a midnight sky burns before it falls. I've never been lonely and I can't imagine why. Yeah. I yeah, if you, if you read it off a sheet of paper, but... If you listen, like, uh, you know, you will listen to it. It, it. It's a throwaway track. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you actually read the lyrics, the number of times he writes the words "ho ho" is remarkable. So it's much so Christmas that if you own, yeah, I was going to say, if you only read the lyrics, you'd assume it was a Christmas song. Or a gangster rap. <laughs> I mean, that that's just ugly, Stars. That's an ugly thing to say. Well, I, I don't know how he's <laughs> spelling it. Like a ho. <laughs> like like H.O. Like well, or, or a gardening song. <laughs> no, because that's got an E. Well, as I say, I can't see how he's spinning it. I don't see any hoes in this song. Oh, well, 
please allow me. Does he say look out? He doesn't, and that's why I read all of the lyrics earlier. That's how I was able to tell you it was 25%. Second uh, verse, I walk away, she's looking to love you, there's nothing to say, just turn your head and walk away. Ho, 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 ho. No, 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 that's the backing, that's... Walk away, walk on. Yeah, he's not centering out. Are you sure? I'm walking the yeah, wire. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just turn your head and walk away. <laughs> it's rising yeah, higher. I think, oh, I, think that, oh, I think that was the Japanese uh, exclusive remix that they put out. The Santa remix. Away! <laughs> 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 I'm coming down your chimney. I'd say this is my favourite outright bass work. It's a very slow song, but later mm. on, they got a uh, there's a guitar solo, and then suddenly the bass is like, it's not the right thing I'm playing, but it's that it's so lovely just to listen to the bass wander for so long under everything that's going on. It's, I think it's one of the best bass line, beautiful songs. I have to say, I don't so much remember the body of the song, but I always remember the outro because I do love the keyboard on it. And Iomi solo is pretty breathtaking. Yeah. The end. It's that. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. again, to me, sounds incredibly zeppelin. Oh, no, sorry. In the middle, it's. Crossroads theme. Yeah, it's based on that. I think he did it. It must have been. But it's so beautiful. It's, it's a majestic as well. But yeah, that ending is, is, is great. It's almost like <laughs> Under the Sun from Volume 4 or whatever it is. Mm. Outro. It's a really big outro. It's really cool. A couple of observations from me is that lyrically, he's not being silly at all here. The lyrics on this no, song, I think, ballad. are really great. I also think his voice is stronger than it's ever been on this. There's no... I like. I really like the Dio flourishes, the, the lookouts and what happened. Come on! But he actually sounds quite yearning on this. Yeah. It's really... It, it, it sounds deeply felt. And I know he was a consummate sort of performer, but it, it really sounds like he's reaching for quite a lot of complex emotions. Oh, in this he's song. trying to show her. Yeah, it's a blues um, He's number. doing it. He's doing it beautifully. But this is the thing. Like, sorry, talking about the bass line again. I was just like, oh, it's, it's the geezer. Bloody not, is it? <laughs> I don't no, know how much not. geezer influenced it, but I just love it. He's just holding it all together. Wyoming can go, or then Dio can come back. or mm. you know, it, He's yeah. the one holding it. It's really cool. Yeah, I think Iomi does like a world-class solo in this. And again, down, to, down, it, down, yeah, down. To, in, to invoke Zappa again, it actually reminds me of when like Watermelon Easter Hay style solo. Wow. Especially with... It's, Strong I think we're talking them levels, guys. Uh, but yeah, again, and, and that keyboard at the end does put me in mind of kind of latter-day Zeppelin again. So it's a, it's a big song, considering it's only like, well... Five and a half minutes. It's, yeah, it, it really like is a big one. Minute. 
feels like it could be like a 10 minute epic. It's the ballad, but it's not a filler. Mm. No, it's not at all. So, right, so Stars, while we had our wee break, you mentioned that you wished to discuss the beauty and fluidity of Aomi's soloing. Well, I think, yeah, Michael was saying he really enjoyed the soloing of Lonely I, the I World. I did. Yeah. So, so uh, anytime and... I really noticed on this album as well. I mean, I, there was a lot of guitar workout play in the entire album, but I think like yeah. Lonely of the World is the only time you generally notice, oh, we've stopped for a solo, everyone. Well, it's because he's more of a, well, I always know him as more of a riff monster than a riff solo. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel he's more of a riff machine than a soloist. I really, yes, his solos are good, but I don't really see him as a soloist. Like, he, No, I don't. And, and... I, I'm an... I'm an Uwe Malmsteen kind of guy on solo. It's a neoclassical. Just who can play the most notes in a well, small space of time. No, but in those neoclassical vibes yeah. where he's more of a, um, I mean, he, you know, he, he's a fast picker and everything, mm. but I just seem to, I feel that they're, they are what they are. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's his, it's not his calling card. No, no, I, no. I, I wouldn't put him down as... I don't think of him as a soloist when I think of Iommi. Like I said, I think he's just an unstoppable power doom wrist machine. Yeah, and yeah. G- given yeah. that he doesn't actually have the tip of his fingers. <laughs> it's just it's an even more remarkable thing. Yeah. He's not known for seducing you with a guitar solo, is he? He's more no, known I mean, for battering you into submission. Oh, yeah. And I, I yeah. love that about him. He doesn't, like, slash it up and squeal or... No, he's not. He's not a showman on the guitar. No, no, he's, no. He's not, no. Yeah, he's not a Brian May. He's like no. say, he's not a Slash. He's he's very much a. All right, I'll just come to do your riff and just bash his around around the head with it. I wish oh, Brian May was a bit more of a showman. Put, put on a costume now and again. I mean, he's got he does. a leather jacket with tassels. And he, he always oh, he used did. to wear those. Yeah, he he wore a few costumes in the seventies. All of them stupid. Hmm. It doesn't come on even looking like a scar, a star day, a a stargazer, does he? he does, you know, Brian May could come on looking like Patrick Moore. We used to come on wearing new waistcoats with stars on. Yeah, whereas now he comes undressed like Anita Dobson. Yes, it's quite beautiful the synergy of that. Couple. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where Brian begins and Anita ends. But yeah, anything else on lonely is the, the word. I mean, no, lonely I is a had... bloody word. I think it's a, it will never be my favourite on this album at all. No, but it's it just is, a ballad. But it's a good ballad. It's a ballad it's a done well. Closer. It's a good, it's a good closer. Yeah. So in which case, let's move on to, I think, the incredibly Zeppelin sounding Wish and Well. My favourite. Is it? Favourite of really? the album. Absolutely. Interesting, because for me, it's a throwaway. <laughs> oh, no. I've got two things. One of them, when I was at university with you guys, I never actually had the ending. I don't know how. You know, we used to have MP3 players and you put an oh, MP3 yeah. on it. For some reason, I'm a little blue MP3 right, player. Granddad. <laughs> I didn't know until years later, there's a big outro of... Uh, yeah, I'll give you a sign, oh, you know, just where right. you are. And I didn't know at the end, he'll go, I'm your wishing well, I'm your wishing well, I'll wish you well. <laughs> I didn't know he was wishing me well for many a year <laughs> by rephrasing what he'd already lyrically said about 
I'm wishing well. And you said oh, yes, he wishes me well. <laughs> if you consider that he knew you were in such peril, that he'd been imploring oh. you to look out for, he'd wish you well as well as a nice touch. I just right. looked at the lyrics to Wishing Well, and I, I, I didn't look at the artist, because I assumed it was such a big song. But apparently there's somebody called Juice World. And the lyrics are, I can't breathe, Chop Squad. I can't breathe, 999. <laughs> Waiting for the exile. Yeah, Juice World, he's most famous artist, I believe is dead. So is he? So yeah. is Dio. Good for him. Exactly. So you looked yeah, up the wrong one. he died a year ago. How did you get Juice World confused with Dio? Well, I just typed in Wishing Well lyrics because I thought, well, there's only going to be one of them, isn't there? And uh, there isn't. There no, isn't. I think there's, there's one by Bad Company, maybe? Yeah, I originally Paul thought Rogers. it was a cover of the Wet 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 song. Uh, I'm, embarrassed to, I'm embarrassed what? to admit that. I thought the one by Bad Company was the same one. Apparently. Well, no, no, no. But I think Wishing Well... I wish you well is more of the band company, so I don't know if Dio was like, ah. But also <laughs> for this, as a you know stupid note, because I know Adam would pick at Dio's lyrics. Yeah, Adam. And I and just to say as well, I always think of Dio. I know he's he's not English, but he's very much an English musician for all the English bands he's been in in his career. And I think he also said like, you can't have a lead guitarist that isn't English because you just won't get it. There's a different American player and there's a different English player. Which is interesting if you consider that Ozzy Osbourne had such a fruitful relationship with Randy Rhodes, didn't he? Yeah. Throw me a penny. And I'll make you a dream. And I'll make you a dream. See, if he was singing American, throw me a cent. Oh, good point. And I'll make you a that Before we come come on the air, I was like, I never thought about that. Throw me a penny. So is he... Writing English. They, no, they do still say penny in America. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. They do actually. I thought, yes. thought that would yeah. be a point of discussion. No, you're just wrong. Um, they no, do. that <laughs> is. Well, you've clarified the butter no. of that lyric. <laughs> they also use pennies. <laughs> yeah, but why? Why do they lie to themselves in their sense? <laughs> so let me but... fill myself with tears, you cry. And why? Huh? Yeah, so let me. T- yeah, I'm filling my wet the well with tears. So is he is he singing as the titular well? Sometimes I am it- the well. <laughs> Throw me a penny. He's the well. Come on, put put metal in my mouth. By God, he is and the I'll well, make isn't you he? A dream. Singing it, a song in the first person as the well. It does seem to be that he's assumed the mantle of the well. Don't don't you but know that brilliant. I may be your wishing well? Your wishing well. Look in the water. Yeah, <laughs> Tell me what do you see. <laughs> My Has God, Bowie he, he is the bloody wishing well. Look in the water. Tell me what do you see? Because I'm a goddamn wishing no, well. But Bowie didn't put himself as an inanimate object or build. Well, did he? Did he not? I mean, he wasn't nothing. No. Seven chapters. Thirty-seven, actually. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven chapters. Well. Some of them go back three hours long. <laughs> to the listeners. You can head over to Michael. Please tell them where you can listen to such podcasts on David Bowie. Because Stars can't remember what it's called. Yeah, cheers to the plug there, mate. Broken uh, glass. <laughs> Breaking glass. <laughs> Don't bother. Um... <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that money back and keep it. 
We we paid the lead singer of Forge in Black sponsorship money. He's like, yeah, this is a fucking pocket ad. What's he called me? I don't know. What is it? Fucking idiots. Forge in Black have received no money from this podcast and never will. <laughs> no, you bloody won't. Might <laughs> Not a penny. Might buy You're wishing well. Today. Love the idea anyway. that somebody <laughs> attempting to do as a plug was was inhaling from a cigarette at the same time. I'm going, anyway, uh, whatever it's called, <laughs> broken glass. Fuck. No, I've that was a good one. It. I've got to be honest; it's not for me. Anyway, as you were, <laughs> listeners, I I can listen to this every time I go to the pub. <laughs> ne- never enjoyed by myself. Anyway, give me money. <laughs> Honestly, not my cup of tea. Still, more power to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bowie is good, and for the listeners that like him, please check out Michael and Adam's podcast. Yeah, head Ooh, over to, or don't, yeah, <laughs> for balance. <laughs> and and he's one of the presenters, so that's some firm balance. <laughs> I balance myself right off it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling it well. That's not true. I really, I'm very proud of a lot of what we did. And there's some of what we did in the very early days that makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, we're really not happy it's still live. <laughs> As a matter of record. I'll tell well, you later. can take it off. Where were right. we? Do you have uh, any more on Wishing Well? The song about Dio singing so, as a particular well. The song about being a wishing well. I'm a wishing... Look out! Don't bother me. <laughs> I don't move very quickly. <laughs> that rhymes. What, with well? <laughs> no, me and quickly. <laughs> oh, yes. The, uh, the lyrics... Uh, I think it's a well, fantastic it, uh... song on the album. That's really? Album no. on my Do you? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Do you, though? I love it. I love the mood. I don't care if he's an animate object. I, you know, no one else is singing about that shit. No, but... We're, we're in 1980. Come on, give me some other... What are other people doing in 1980? Well, Rush released moving... In the metal pictures. scene. And what are their lyrics? Oh, really fast. Well, yeah, that, I will say <laughs> some of their lyrics are ridiculous, but some of them are well, better than on, this. Um, oh, he made scary monsters. That's true, yeah. He no, won I the 80s. That podcast. He won, he to, won the 80s. To the listeners, you can go back and listen to this. And and that's one of the ones you could listen to. So Yeah, we right. approved well, that one. Them. We were quite good on that one. Tell them the link. It's a bit, we've it's broken class. class with David Bowie catalogue available on all good podcast vendors, including the ones you'll probably listen to this one too. Dear listener, hello, don't Jack. Know, don't you know? Oh, you know that I'm your wishing well, you're wishing well, I wish you well, I'm your wishing well. Yeah, but what's the actual what's the second verse? Uh, oh, I'll give you a star so you know where you are. Don't you know that I might be your wishing the well, you're wishing that's well. The cor- that's the chorus. Okay. Well. Look in the water, that... tell me what do you yeah. see? Reflections of the love, love, you, love give you give to me. For wishing well. And, and Again, we'll give you this, though. Love is very... money. No, it's, it's not something, something you buy. buy. It's good. Yeah. It's good, man. But again, there is something about Dio. He, he, he's very afflicted in love or something. There's, there's a, a fear of love. Maybe that. If we, is if we, if we look at it on a Kirk Bain level of. You know, what was he really telling us? There's a lot of love work. Bloody well. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's really going on here, Dio? <laughs> wow, yeah, I didn't know how, how deep we wanted to get. But, why um, don't we want to? Why don't we talk about what's guy, really? He does sing a love. He does sing of love. He does he's sing not a love. An love. aging hippie. I mean, he was a big dope smoker. No. So, uh, and like the only thing I saw blowing our minds with that revelation. <laughs> so obviously the rainbow stuff, but we don't get onto. I don't know if there's rainbow. There's a rainbow on the album somewhere. One of the songs. Yeah, there was on the. There was one on the. The oh no, there's one. Think in of a one. rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll make it come real. Yeah, you know the or something. Is is that on my personal favorite, Lady Evil? No, it's on Wishing Well. Oh. oh. I... Nice try with a segue. So but we're late... still in the Wishing Well. <laughs> Damn it! I've done Lady Evil already. No, we haven't. I thought we covered that as the worst track on the album. No, because I would say Lady Lady Evil is one of the best tracks on the album. Oh, really? Terrible, but I like it. No, there's only one good bit in that song where it goes... She's just a devil woman. Yeah, it goes to that angle. I'll tell right you what, I, the end. I was saying this to Mike the other day, Stars. The fact that Lady Evil begins with, there's a place just <laughs> yeah. south of Witch's <laughs> Valley. Valley. The fact that no, we're the not story does not take place in Witch's Valley, as you might expect. <laughs> Even though Lady <laughs> Evil does seem to be a witch. Because yeah. she feeds the night. <laughs> yeah, she does. But yeah, so Witch's Valley, just south of there. You can see going. why, you know we said earlier about uh, and Bill Ward saying, I don't really like the lyrics because they're not real. And you've got him going, There's a place just south of Witches Valley. And he's I've been to Witches a... Valley. Something bloody there. Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been a bloody. Dear, if I may, I've been to Witches Valley and the wind <laughs> does blow. It blew all the bloody time. I couldn't get a wink of sleep because of the howling of the wind. Why on earth are you wishing well either? Absolutely. <laughs> we know wishing wells. The wind did blow. I didn't see any mysterious <laughs> bird who was speaking the night. It's in a, it's in a blue chit show. Your lyrics, mate. I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I've had it up to bloody here, I've had. you taking a piss out of us. People are going to laugh at us. And the, people, and the people of Witches Valley won't buy the record. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's, one, that's one demographic you've alienated. Turn the podcast off. We're not going to better that. Better that. <laughs> I love God. say only speaking in whispers of her name. There's a lady they say who feeds the darkness. But that's not enough. You right? can't take because the light right from her hand. The, the darkness? Yeah. yeah, but then he rhymes with that. Come on, look at his lyrical play. If we're comparing this to like Raekwon, uh, Scroobius Pip. There's there's some lyrical flows, girl. Dizzy I mean, Rascal. I, I, I don't I don't put them on like Mount Rushmore of MCs as Raekwon, no, Ruby, Ronnie no. James. And you've only got five, but if you're putting them up and with lyricists, the guy is spitting. You're not wrong, but then in the chorus, he can't really think of a rhyme for "She's Queen of the Night," which is a great line, a sort of declarative. So he just says, "All right." <laughs> as All right. What... <laughs> That's enough of that, everyone. But what do you want from him? <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Forsyth going higher, lower, higher. He wanted well, him to say lower. He had options. He could have gone with Fright, Might. It's a, it's a spooky <laughs> song. It's got witches in it. For, it no, actually, witches. no, sorry, it doesn't. Well, no, it's just actually, it doesn't. 
just, when you know your crowd, way to find the witches. When you know your crowd, give them what they want. Feed them. I mean, Feed that, them. that whole thing about saying it's just south of the witches, it feels like there's a better song going on in Witches Valley. In Witches Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and if you head I never looked at it like that. Witches Valley. Can we stay there? The songs no. are better there. <laughs> no, no, no. Look out. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at it like that, you both got me there. It's not <laughs> just saying where they say the road well, It's not one of my favourites, but... <laughs> Deep in the heart of Witch's Valley, The Wind Actually Doesn't Blow is a better song. And it would have been. Ooh. <laughs> a static. It's like a caravan, but it's a wishing well. I really love the where he says, so if you ever get to Witch's Valley... I mean, because you've been <laughs> south of there. Uh, because I've never been. <laughs> if you ever get to Witch's Valley, and I appreciate, I've given you pretty poor directions. So if you ever make it to Witch's Valley... Send me a postcard, um, your friend, right? If I could offer you a couple of words of advice, don't dream or close your eyes. We've hit on it, though, haven't we? In that it is, It's lyrics that, as much fun as this song is, and it really is, it, it is really stuff is. like this that has led Bill Ward to go, I wash my hands of you people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. God bless. <laughs> Hat on out the door. So to to sum up heaven and hell, um is it is it something we'll want to keep playing at a party? Yes. I think it's a banger. It's a banger of a new singer coming in, reinventing a band that have been so massive and dropped off. Mm. The only time Ralph, they do, the next time they try this sincerely, they don't bounce back. When when mm-hmm. Tony Martin comes in after Gillen, sorry, you got after this, you've got Gillen comes back in for Dehumanizer after Mob Rules, when Dio leaves, and then Dio again. comes back for Dehumanizer, sorry, Born Again. Um, Ronnie comes back for Dehumanizer and leaves again and creates the Dio band. Then we go to Tony Martin era Sabbath, and it's never the same again until Ozzy or Dio reunions. I don't know any Tony Martin era Sabbath. Is it born uh, again or evil again? It's born uh, again. Born evil. Born again. Born evil. Born again. Born no, evil. Because no, it's born the... again. It's born oh, again, I thought the right. album was called Live Evil. No, 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 no Live Evil. It's Live Evil. The first, yeah, it's a Dio album yeah, a Dio. after Mob yeah. Rules. Ah, yeah. And then right, he gets Dio leaves because of that album. He feels that Iommi's going in after hours and pushing his vocals down in the mix. And, re- and he said, "Come on, hard to do." Saying, I imagine. Lock up. So he leaves, <laughs> and then he, he starts. Di- he starts the Dio band, and then Gillen comes in, and then Ozzy, uh, Sorry, then Dio comes back in for Dehumanizer. And then, as I just said, and then it's the Tony Martin era, and I don't, I don't know much. I know, I know, because I, I uh, Forging Black did a recording with Chris Tangerigas, who did the uh, Eternal Idol album with Black Sabbath. I've looked into it, and uh, there are a couple of good, you know, faster-paced songs in that, but I've never mm. really bothered. But there, there might be good stuff with the Tony Martin era, but I don't yeah, think I that's to, the. It's not the glory oh. days. Oh, and you get Glenn Hughes as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I have to say apart from That might actually precede a Tony Martin, I might be wrong. But Glenn Hughes goes from Deep Purple to Sabbath as well, so 
Because after, after Mob Rules, the only Sabbath album I listened to were Dehumanizer and 13 when that came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a big chunk of Sabbath that does involve Ozzy or Dio, but I've just not listened to. No, but 13 was great. Yeah. I mean, it's back to ground zero for Doom Sabbath. Yeah. When yeah. Ozzy comes back. And it's got that Rick Rubin strip it back, baby. But then if you look at the songs on that album, you are just rewriting every song that was a hit. Like you've I have, got, I have to admit, I found thirteen. Planet Caravan. Yeah, yeah. It, it's they fine. Rewrote it. I remember listening to it once, going, "That was crap." Listening to it again, going, "That was amazing." Third time. <laughs> yeah, and there's also like on that stuff. If you listen to, um, like, uh, "The God Is Dead" or another one, I it's think actually, that God is dead. There's riffs. There's riffs from. Glenn Hughes and Iomi solo oh, really? that he's reusing on that. Hmm. So it's a really interesting. I mean, the Sabbath journey is one hmm. to really pay attention to. And if you if you if you're a heavy metal youngster or you want to do your homework, you you, you got to start at ground zero for Sabbath. Sabbath father. Oh yeah, the fathers of the you know slow it down and make it heavy. Yeah, those then, first those first couple. Well, no, first four or five. Authentic Sabbath and Aussie yeah, albums yeah. are repeatable. And then jump to the Dio ship and you're, you're taken to another plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, I, I understand why some people don't like the Dio stuff in comparison to the Aussie stuff, if that's what you're into. But for me, I, they are different bands for me, but I love them both equally. Because Absolutely. Dio Sabbath just gives you a completely different vibe and it is just more pumped and crazy. It is a different and, vibe. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I know which one I'd, on a, on a regular basis, I'd much rather listen to Dio. I think yeah. a happy I think so. <laughs> it's so much more fun. Yeah, it's more fun and you take your places. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're willing to bypass the slip here and there on the Tesco front. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, <laughs> when light is light and dark is dark and dark can be light and light can be a shite and and there are circles and rings, dragons and kings. Yeah, well that that's the good stuff. But when you're just trying to rhyme it through, let him go and let him just soar because his vocals are what you're there for. Yeah, they do cover a multitude of and, sins. And, don't and they? the actual premise of the song, he just there's no you can't beat Running James Dio in this. Power metal, yeah, in this ethereal yeah. range, yeah. All right, so we've all said about any any worse songs on it. That songs you could leave off. Walk away. Le- leave off. Walk away. Yeah, it, it's actually if you like it as a listener, go back and check out early Dio and Elf. That's really kind of what they did there. Mm. But I mean, yeah, that don't put that on this album. This this album was banging, and then you've you've pulled it down again. I would have said I Wishing Well, but, but, but I, I've turned around on Wishing Well now. Now it, I know now what you, it's truly about. Now you understand the narrative device that he's yeah, employing. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was my fault before I, I hadn't quite understood the intricacies of it. Uh, would you throw him a penny? Oh, I, I would throw him, I'd throw him my wallet. There you well, go. I'm in which in, case I'm he'll in. sing you more than one dream. That is my exactly. favourite song. And it's crazy how at uni I never had the bloody ending for some pirated... <laughs> With your Before I got into downloaded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would it's say, probably... I'd say, the title track is still my favourite. It's just unstoppable. It is unstoppable. I'm really sure. Yeah, not 
Not for me. Go on, Kurt. What what would you say? For, uh, well, I really, two? really like Heaven and Hell, but I've I, I, Lady Evil makes me. I'm going to use the I mean, word guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, it is a lot of fun. It really is. Just south. Um, Just south of fun. I think it, Neon Knights is one I've I've loved for a very long time, but I would, and I really, really, really like Children of the Sea these days. But I think it would have to be the title track as well. Yeah. It's, it's See, just really? so epic. See, what yeah, I, feel, about... I feel it's too epic. Like if you just turn on your car, you skip it because there's too much to go oh, I through. I do the epicness. I just want the bangers. Now I've I... got two kids. Kurt, you got one. Yeah, that's true. You've got <laughs> half as much time. I, I got See, time. It's actually just looking at it up now and seeing that Neon Knights was the last song written for the album. I do find it interesting because Neon Knights does sound like it could be on Not Mob Rules. Yeah. Yeah. So it is almost like, oh, lads, we wrote a good one. Should we do a whole album like that? I put on a little bit of Mob Rules earlier. And um, what is the, what's the, what's the opening track on Mob Rules? Voodoo? Could be, yeah. Is it Turn, turn Up at Night? Yeah, it would be more. I don't know, but it probably turned oh. out. Google it. Turn out the night. Yeah, Voodoo is more of a ballad, slower one. Amazed at how much but, sl- how slow Turn Up the Night was in comparison to say the title track of Mob Rules, which is yeah, in, yeah. The yeah, the yeah, vein to, in a similar vein to Neon Nights is a battering ram. Yeah, but you can see uh, on the next album, Geezer's back because he writes Voodoo. Hmm. He actually wrote the lyrics and everything for that one. And then you got Sign of the Southern Cross, which is I always feel like it's a bit of a reworking of Children of the Sea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you but really liking good. Sign of the Southern Cross at university as well. That's Iron Maiden. Cross. Is it Maiden? Maiden. Uh, no, no. What's their one? They've got a Southern Cross thing. In fairness, as we yeah, no, discussed Dio's before, Zion Iron Maiden released Cross. 400 albums and they're all very similar. They, they all sound like Iron Maiden. Um, but no, good. Nice. So we're going to keep Heaven and Hell the party. Oh, long unquestionably. Long. Oh, please do, please. Keep me it in. such a lot of fun listening to it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I've got to be honest with you, Mike, it was welcome relief. After MF Doom, fine, fine, After fine. MF fucking Doom. I will be listening to that. I haven't listened to it yet because uh, I've had a couple Shut of friends up. who've secretly been quiet about that. I never knew they were fans of that. Uh, the hip hop. I, I like my hip hop, but I didn't know this guy. So I'm well, definitely going to go back and listen to it first before I hear Adam trying to by all means, lyrics or listen or, to. Yeah. Uh, if you want I to listen to the podcast, a Mike being frustrated that his true hip hop knowledge can't really be exploited. Because he's talking to a man who's out of his depth and a bit bored. <laughs> For Sugar Hill Gang, Adam. <laughs> Shall I go ahead and spin that wheel? Spin that goddamn wheel, Mike. Spin that wheel. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm a never-ending wheel. All right. <laughs> Sponsored by Dio. <laughs> Adam, um, it's yours. The wheel is yours. I thought we'd go with uh, some crisp 80s pop. So, more, I think we've done 80s pretty much every other episode of this podcast so far. All right. Well, I can, I can, jump, I can jump back a bit if you want. Don't, no, I don't want to listen to Sergeant Peppers yet. 
Well, I mean, that's your that's your option, Mike. <laughs> 80s or Sgt. Pepper. Or the White Album. You know, you take a pick. If not, then we're going with ABC's The Lexicon of Love. To my mind, the greatest album title of all time. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to see you in a sparkly lame suit. Let's do it properly. I'm going to get Martin... What, no, Martin Fry down here, but I was also Trevor Horn. He's going to produce the part, so it will sound crisp as a bell. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to see this album. Oh, I really love this album. <laughs> I, I knew it'd be coming to the party sooner or later. It's a legitimate 80s masterpiece. Sure. Not one bit of it sounds scuzzy. It's all clean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, diff- it's a different kind of 80s than Heaven and Hell. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, well, yeah, let me have that. I'll give you that at least. Right, my loves. Well... Stunts, thank you so much for joining us at the party. Thank you, mate. So thank you very much for having me in the party. I had my hat on and everything, and it's been a pleasure to catch yes. up with my brothers from other mothers. Stars is wearing guys. all the merch that he's made about our pod. Thank you. And Michael's <laughs> going to give you some direct links to that later on. And uh, I thank you so much for letting me be involved in this, and I love you guys. Thank you. Love you, mate. Any, anything you want to plug while you're here? Do you have anything you want to... Well, guys, if, if you like your British heavy metal, head over to uh, ForgedInBlack.com or ForgedInBlack on Facebook and check out uh, our latest album through Fighter Records, uh, Descent of the Serpent. We're back in the studio in August writing, uh, delivering the new album uh, once all this pandemic's over. So, yeah, head over to Bandcamp, ForgedInBlack or the Facebook pages. And check us out if you like your British heavy metal, a bit of Halford screaming, a bit of Sabbath doom a bit of Dio singing here and there. Um, and yeah, check us out if you can. That'd be great. But uh, say, over, o- over to the guys. Your Christmas single, is it will absolutely <laughs> be making it onto my regular festive playlist. Thank you very much. You've, re- you've changed the game. It was amazing. Hey, well, <laughs> thank you, Christa Berg. Spaceman came travelling. Yeah. Spaceman came travelling, yeah. I'll, I'll put links in the, uh, the pod description. But yes. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, and who knows? You know, in a few episodes' time, perhaps we'll have a Forged in Black listening party. And if you wish to uh, find us on social medias, we're on Facebook at The Listening Party. Uh, we are on Twitter at Party Listen. You can email us if you are so inclined at thelisteningparty at gmail.com. And, and if you could, please like and subscribe us. And if, it's, if you want, if you could leave us a very short, quick, nice five-star review. I mean, I, we know it's not worth five stars at all. For we are men of no consequence. But it kind of it might help some other people find us and... Uh, 
Am I saying that? I'm, I'm terrified of people finding us. Anything north of three, uh, we'd be happy. Anything north of three stars. Three or above. You're laughing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely blinding. So, until next time, Marvel Loves, when things will be getting slightly more shiny later in the 80s with ABC... Slightly f- more shiny? Slightly? Ah, oh, it's glitter central. Pow! Uh, with a lexicon of love, we will bid you farewell. Till then. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.